in the last year, from 2022 till these days, we have uh, increased the number of trees uh, going from 55 uh, every 100 inhabitants to 95. Uh, so this means that we have almost one tree for each inhabitant of our city. So I think this is a big opportunity for giving back good and quality space to the people living our, uh, to the community. Welcome to City Stories, the podcast by Energy Cities. I'm Miriam Eisenman and I'm your host. Mantova in the west of Venice is a beautiful city with a UNESCO protected core. Unfortunately, it is also surrounded by three artificial lakes that suffer from last century pollution. The local administration is determined, though, to give nature back to citizens both in and around the city center. The city even already hosted the World Forum on Urban Forests. In Mantova, the journey to carbon neutrality started with joining the Covenant of Mayors in 2013. And this time I had a conversation with Adriana Nepote, who is city councillor in Mantova. In those past 10 years, much urban reactivation has happened, notably through nature-based solutions and a series of very complementary actions. Adriana explains how to be visionary in a place marked by its past and how to make sure that citizens see the big picture and the happier and healthier future that is being designed for them. Hello, Adriana. Buongiorno. It's great to have you in the City Stories podcast. Can you please briefly present yourself and also shortly your city? Hello, Miriam. Yes, it's also a pleasure for me being here. Uh, my name is uh, Adriana Nepote. I'm councillor of Manto Mantova Municipality. I'm a chemical engineer and uh, a big part of my work is searching for financial fundings to implement our political agenda. And I know that, um, well, carbon neutrality and all the climate uh, challenges is, is one big part of the projects that you're um, yeah, accompanying in the city. When we talk about how cities should tackle the climate change, we used to concentrate a lot on buildings and transport, essentially. But we did not much look into the space that is in between. So, so that space that can be green and, and healthy and shady. And I know that Mantova is quite much focused in that as well. Um, I've uh, read actually on the internet that in 2018, uh, Mantova hosted the World Forum on Urban Forests. And I think this is a very nice and very visual way of showing local stakeholders that you tackle the, the climate emergency in a very concrete way. Can you tell us more about how you use urban nature to, to get your climate neutrality goal done? Yes, as you said, the, we, we work a lot to increment the green urban spaces in our city. We work, of course, in the building efficiency, energy, and on the traffic, but we also put a lot of attention on this topic because we consider, as you said, that it's a very important uh, space uh, for giving to the citizens a, a good quality of life. So uh, to answer your question, I would like to tell you about this new park that we just uh, restore. And uh, mm -hmm. this is a big public work that has been finished in August this year. It cost around 5.3 million euros. 
and mm -hmm. uh, it consists on uh, the restoring uh, almost 800,000 square meters almost in the city center, very near to Palazzo Te, which is a historical building, one of the most famous here in our city. And this area that we have uh, restored uh, includes uh, 48,000 square meters of green areas. We have planted a new uh, 274 trees. We think this big, this beautiful space is a great opportunity for the citizens to enjoy this uh, open area and uh, to do some sport, cultural and recreational uh, activities. And uh, I would like also to add uh, that in the last year, from 2022nd till these days, we have uh, increased the number of trees uh, going from 55 uh, every 100 inhabitants to 95. Uh, so this means that we have almost one tree for each inhabitant of our city. So I think this is a big opportunity for giving back good and quality space to the community. Uh, I have also some other interesting numbers that I would like to share with you. We have uh, increased this pedestrian area going from uh, 0.27 square meters uh, to uh, 0.91 in this year. So I think uh, all these activities, all these actions is showing uh, how uh, we really want the people to live in a quality place with uh, green spaces and uh, having the possibility of enjoying places that maybe in the past weren't, uh, they were uh, available because they need mm -hmm. to be uh, regenerated. Has that been welcomed by the people in the city center? I see quite often that when space is given back to citizens, there is also quite a lot of resistance. Well, first of all, because people are not really um, keen on, on changing things usually. And then also there's quite often this Uh, argument of, well, it could harm local business and people might not come to the city center anymore because they can't uh, come come by car. Has there been any of this uh, in your city when you tried to uh, implement those new pedestrian and green areas? No, no. Why, uh, for this beautiful park, obviously, uh, the full community was very, very happy. Of course, there was someone that was complaining, but it was just a few comparing with the majority. So um, we didn't have much uh, negative reaction to this. And uh, um, there's another thing that is not fully uh, focused on the green uh, uh, urban area, but it's also very interesting aspect. As you know, mm -hmm. Mantova is surrounded by lakes and these lakes were very contaminated. But uh, since uh, several years, uh, thanks also to some other uh, public uh, entities, in the, in the territory, we, we were able to uh, increase and uh, get a quality of water good enough to, uh, for the vulnerability. 
So uh, this is something very interesting because we are giving also back to our uh, community uh, the possibility of using these lakes. Yeah. If mm. they want, they can go to the water. And I to think this swim, is something, yeah. you know, we are sitting in the Pianura Padana, which is a very, unfortunately, contaminated area, but, but working, uh, slowly working and uh, constantly working, we are having so many progress. And who are the people who are supporting your city administration in the efforts to become greener and in the end to become carbon neutral by, by 2050? Apart from the citizens, because I guess these are the, the first beneficiaries, but um, next to them, who, who are your, your main allies? We are surrounded by some other uh, municipalities, obviously. So we, ha we are having their support. We are involving them also on these uh, activities. We are uh, getting, we are trying to uh, get involved also the private sector, the industries, Uh, the cultural sector, we are a, a very cultural city, we have a lot of uh, cultural uh, activities, so we are also involving them in this type of uh, path. So uh, we are trying to involve and uh, uh, we are trying to uh, create this synergy between all the possible entities and associations that can contribute in different ways to this carbon neutrality path we are uh, intended to implement in the next years. Uh, did you uh, already quantify the efforts that have to be made uh, both by the city administration and by all those people that you were just mentioning to get to this objective? We are working on trying to identify which are the efforts, but uh, in this uh, specific area, the project EUCITICALC, uh, it will be very useful because uh, we are now collecting a lot of data regarding the CO2 emission in our territory, not only in our city, but also the surrounding area, which include so as other type of not only public entities, but uh, the industries, uh, the, the schools, so different type of uh, uh, entities. And we, uh, LCTCAL, That, that's one of the objectives to, to identify the baseline, the starting point of the CO2 emissions. And after that, uh, we will run this tool that is being developed uh, with this project to uh, do some simulations uh, of mm -hmm. different scenarios. So the, the figures that will come out of the tool will then also help you communicate with the different stakeholders, entities that you mentioned. Exactly. We will try to uh, involve all these uh, different stakeholders. But I think the important part of this is that we will have different paths that uh, are coming out from a scientific method and, and a tool. So it will be easier, uh, it will be easier to communi communicate and engage and try to engage because it's not like a sentiment activity or action. It will be based on a scientific tool. And how do you 
currently communicate about carbon neutrality, especially towards citizens, because I guess these are they are the ones who need to understand why change is happening in their city. And um, they might not that much need figures, but they might want to yeah, understand what are the benefits and where, where does that lead to and how how will that change their everyday lives? And how easy is it for you to communicate what you're doing? I would like to tell you about this interesting project uh, that uh, we were partner and uh, is called Sea Change. This project uh, has uh, had as a, had as objective to uh, involve and engage the cultural sector to um, uh, increase their knowledge about how uh, their activity is having an impact on the climate change and carbon neutrality objectives. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, another goal, uh, it was also to promote art performance. I think this is very interesting because we are using the cultural art performance for a wide public Uh, mm -hmm. to uh, communicate this type of uh, uh, concepts. And we have theater performance or music performance. And um, I think this is very interesting because it's uh, uh, the, maybe not the um, classical way of communicating about this topic, which is not, it's not easy. And, yeah, definitely. Uh, And, and, and then we have so many different projects that we are supporting uh, within the schools of all levels, very young, the kids uh, and also the uh, high schools. And mm -hmm. I think that's also very important uh, path uh, to push because we're having the opportunity to give a this uh, information to the new generations and and this can contribute to create a cultural mm -hmm. uh, idea and, mm -hmm. and, and more strong uh, action uh, for these new generations. You're looking into the future and you're training the youngest ones. Um, that's a, a fantastic start. I know that Mantova is like many Italian cities, a very uh, heritage-packed city. You have many buildings which are heritage-protected. Um, and I think you even have the UNESCO um, label, don't you? Correctly, yes. Yeah. Um, the city so, center. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's a super advantage and very attractive to have cities like yours, but it might also bring some constraints in terms of energy transition and sustainability changes that need to be made on infrastructure and 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 some of the, the urban areas. Is there any advice that you can give to those cities um, on, on where to start or how to overcome some of those constraints and still be, being able to look into the future despite this uh, heritage that you have? Yes, it's, like, it's as you said, Uh, being a UNESCO city, especially we, we are a particular city because all our city center is uh, an UNESCO area. Um, this creates several problems on the energy transition. One of the most difficult part is, for example, to introduce the um, solar panels as, uh, you know, our city has to be uh, maintain a series uh, as it is so the solar panels in the normal houses is not 
it's not possible to install. So, you know, this is a big issue uh, because we are having in Italy at this moment a lot of national incentive for the, the building efficiency, but mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that it, they cannot access because uh, we have this constraint being uh, a, a UNESCO city. You know, being an UNESCO is, is, a, is a very important recognition. It, it put a lot of constraints. The most important thing now is try to get a, a, a open um, discussion with the different government levels, trying to convince them that uh, even though uh, it is important to maintain the city as it is, as it is. It's also important to find uh, uh, new uh, innovative ways for helping the energy transition. Adriana, I know that you have a tight schedule, so I'm really pleased that you found the time for this short conversation. I don't know if there's still anything else that you would like to add before we end. Would like to add because one of the questions that, that you asked is how how easy is to communicate, and uh, I think it is not that easy, and we need to find the right strategy. But I think it is also very important that the people, each of us, we need to realize how uh, our everyday life can make a difference uh, and contribute to reduce the CO2 emission. So that's why it's very important to uh, work with the young generations because they they grow with this idea already incorporated. The older people uh, needs uh, through communication, information and uh, formation, uh, mm. try to identify and find how their everyday activity can actually have an impact on the uh, climate change and uh, carbon neutrality path. That's a very important message that we will all take away. Thanks so much for, for bringing us to Mantova. And it's, it's wonderful that you reminded us, well, in your last sentence, how important it is that we each of us think of um, yeah, the consequences of our actions and that we should all contribute to reducing CO2 emissions. But I think what is, what is even um, yeah, as important is this role uh, of nature in cities and you do a great job in, in bringing that back to citizens. You're, you're very committed to making your city even more attractive by, by adding those, those green spaces and starting with the youngest ones. That's fantastic. You're planting the seeds for 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 people and citizens who who will yeah support this type of of actions also in the future um so yeah thanks very much for this thank you bye 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 As always, if you're interested in learning more about the topics we've been talking about in this episode, please check out the website of the European project EU CityCalc, www.europeancitycalculator.eu, europeancitycalculator.eu. The EU CityCalc project supports cities in becoming climate neutral. The project gets funding from the EU Horizon 2020 program, and it will offer the open source European City Calculator web tool with which cities can plan their measures sector by sector to bring their emissions down to zero.